I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the CDs Nuts podcast, a podcast where we are fans of CDs, cassettes, vinyl records. If it's music, we're crazy about it. My name is Eric, and today I am joined with part-time fish salesman and all-around good guy, Ian McKinnon. I smell all the time. <laughs> it's, it's part of your charm, you know. I mean, that's what they say, but I think that's just a really nice way of saying, like, take a shower. <laughs> Which I get. So is saying a guy is charming, is that kind of like saying that a woman has a nice personality? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't prescribe to that. I'd like to just point that out. <laughs> that other people say that? Yeah, well, I mean... Good, that's, good save, good save. I saw it on TV, so... <laughs> Uh, we're blaming television now. What else would we blame? I don't know. Uh, when we were in high school, everybody blamed Marilyn Manson and The Matrix, so... The Matrix? M- music music and movies. Oh, we ought to blame video games, bro. We've been pointing at the wrong people the whole time. It's been Minecraft. I knew it. Oh, speaking of Minecraft, I know this is a bit uh, off, off topic, but um, my daughter uh, has been talking to me about um, Siren Head. Okay. And I don't I didn't know what that was until today, but she'd been talking about it all weekend. Yeah. And the only thing I could look up I looked up Siren Head online and it's like a um like a creepy pasta like ten minute movie. Okay. And it's it's terrifying, like for children. So I was like, How do you know what this <laughs> is? What is this? Apparently Siren Head is just a character in um Minecraft that one of the kids at school likes. Okay. So <laughs> I was I I kind of I had pulled up the creepy pasta video and I kind of like showed her just a second of it. And I'm like, "Is this it?" And she goes, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> and she was like, "She liked it?" 
She was into it. I was like, what is, I was, I had her describe Siren Head to me and she goes, he's real big and he has two heads. And I'm like, oh my God, it is this thing that I'm watching. No, see, that wouldn't work for me. Like I still tuck my blanket under my feet just in case. So. Because otherwise they're going to get you. They're going to get you. It's, (laughs) I don't remember what it was. It was some horror movie that I saw a couple of years ago where the, it got under the blanket and I said, I'm out. Oh, you mean you, the grudge? Was that it? Was that yes? It was the grudge. That's right. Because that movie uh, messed me up. I said after I saw it, Mm-mm. I was done. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, no, and and it was it was that scene. One of that I think it was more than one scene, but that scene also like really it's like you can't hide from this thing. You can't even go under the blankets. Mm-mm. There's no safety. No, if you can't go under and the so blankets. when you. Right, because I mean, after you see a scary movie, at least you could do is go under your blankets, not with the grudge. So I know last week we had discussed what today's episode is going to be, and so I kind of reached out on Facebook just to kind of get like a, a to put some feelers out there for like what everybody else's like guilty pleasure soundtrack is. Because I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. uh, today's uh, CD that we're going to be discussing is definitely a guilty pleasure yes. of mine, or at least it it was when I had it because it was one of those things it's like you don't really want people to know that you have you were like you're into this soundtrack which we'll discuss but, um, the reasons why here shortly <laughs> but like um so I asked and I, a lot of people said footloose I want to say like four people said footloose of all things okay yeah we had like somebody said the Mortal Kombat soundtrack which I don't know what is to feel guilty about no, that's it's bumping. incredible yeah um Let's see. Uh, Men in Black. Um, somebody said Josie and the Pussycats, which okay. also no, I'll, a banger yeah. of the CD. We may have to get into that um, one sometime. I, yeah, a couple of people said Josie and the Pussycats. That that is a hell of an album. And a, um, if, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, which you and I would also agree is a amazing soundtrack. Now, are we talking Romeo plus Juliet? Yes, Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. <clears throat> Starring heartthrob John Leguizamo. Yes, and what John? If you put, if you've got John Leguizamo, or it's a Baz Luhrmann movie, I'm pretty much on board from the beginning. So, I didn't realize that Paul Rudd was in that movie until like a year ago. What is he? Yeah, he plays um, Juliet's like suitor. I'm gonna have to go and watch that now. If I've if if anything has come from starting this podcast, it's it's my need to see movies again because apparently I don't remember any of them. So the album that we are talking about today, though, um, like you said, it's uh, definitely something that was on our guilty pleasure lists. It is the Batman and Robin soundtrack. So good and yet so bad. So good and yet so bad and. What's funny about now what's funny about that is that as as embarrassing as certain parts of it can be, it blew the movie out of the water. It was much, much more well received than the actual movie was. You know what? That's like a whole other like episode. It has to be, right? Like what what movie had a better soundtrack? Like I know for a fact Mortal Kombat Annihilation did. Mm-hmm had a better soundtrack than the movie, but I digress. Anyway, yes, I totally agree with you. The soundtrack is definitely more thought out. <laughs> and it's it's kind of then it's kind of funny because I was watching uh in preparation for this, I was kind of watching some different uh behind the scenes stuff of the movie so I could at least sort of oh. relate the movie to the songs. 
as best I could tell, the songs aren't in the movie at all anywhere. But um, it's funny. You listen to people like, uh, what's his name? Chris O'Donnell or. Oh, yeah. Uh, he not does not have a lot of nice things to say about this movie. No, not a lot of the people didn't. Um, <laughs> which, which I mean, it tells you everything you need to know. Like, I feel like Uma Thurman and Arnold Schwarzenegger had the best times working on that movie because they were like full on camping it up, and like they they seemed like they were having fun, yes. like chewing up scenery. But it's clear that like for um, Chris O'Donnell and Alicia Silverstone and and uh, George Clooney, for them it was just. It was a a life suck for them. <laughs> it really was, and like even from even from the production side of things, I, I forget the uh, director's name, but he he was like Joel Joel Schumacher. It was a whole thing to sell toys. Yes, exactly. That's what I that's what I saw today. He was they were like make it as much about toys as you can, like like he was basically giving production notes and stuff like that to the toy company so that they could produce their toys better, which. Don't get me wrong, like as a, as a kid who like played with his action figures, I mean, I, I it was very toyetic, like just staring at all the things the way that Mr. Freeze looked, like he looked like a walking light-up toy. It was incredible. The only Batman toy I've ever bought myself was from this movie. So they definitely at least for me achieved that. Incredible. You know, my only experience with that movie is we saw it uh and then part well, the thing is they were playing the soundtrack uh, in the theater itself mm-hmm. before the credit uh, before the um, trailers came up, and we'll talk about this song. I'm sure at some point, but the song oh, I can't even remember the name of it now. But it's the techno song on there. It's near the end of the the the, the soundtrack. Is it Moner by Underworld? That's the one, Moner. Okay, so <laughs> that song was playing while we were sitting there, and it is a very long song. And it was, I think, the first time my mother heard techno. Okay, because she she said. Oh God! I think the the CD's broken. It just keeps <laughs> skipping because it was playing the same part over and over and over. And I was like, "Mom, that's just techno." And uh, and then okay, so the movie starts, and we get to the line where Mister Freeze says, "We'll you know we'll start a new world, and you know we'll the two of us will start it over, Adam and Eve." Mm-hmm. And or no, the line was Adam and Evil, yeah. which of course it was, of course. Uh, but he goes, Adam. And and the the film burned, and it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. I've never seen film burn before. Like I'd never seen it happen live, and of course now it would never happen because everything's digital. But sure. it was it was definitely one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. And then we had to like we all had to sit there for like thirty minutes while they fixed it. So imagine like going to see Batman and Robin. You're there way too early, so you have to listen to the soundtrack. Right. You got trailers. You're not really enjoying the movie so far. And then it melts. <laughs> and then you have to wait 30 minutes to finish it. And then to finish it was like another hour and a half. So wow. good Lord. That sounds like a way more interesting experience than I've ever had with this movie. <laughs> but the soundtrack, on the other hand, which I had bought before the movie... Uh, before I saw the movie, mm-hmm. is top notch, top notch. Well, it's a it's a roller coaster for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, it bookends perfectly. <laughs> is is that your transition into uh, the end? Is the beginning is the end by the Smashing Pumpkins? Uh, 
Absolutely it is. That's called organically driven, baby. I, I like how you did that. That was... Yes. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, so the end is the beginning is the end by the Smashing Pumpkins. This is their their rock song on this album. Um, it 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 was a song that was written for the movie, which um, you know, different than uh, last week's Super Mario Brothers. Uh, this song was actually written for the movie, and that that was um something that a lot of the bands did. Um, because mm. the second song on the album, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have it up in front of me. Was Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh-huh. and I want to say they also made this song for the movie because I remember the music video, both music videos for Smashing Pumpkins and Bone Thugs and Harmony had clips from the movie in it. So I'm not going to guarantee this, but I'm pretty sure you can watch the entire movie as a music video. I I went through YouTube, almost every song off of here has a, an official music video. That's fascinating. Then then I, I am curious is. If like a lot of these songs were made for it, I know Jewel was not because that's on her like debut album, that Foolish Games. Well, we'll get we'll get to it shortly, but there's definitely one I want to talk I'm, about. Sorry, I'm I'm bouncing around. Yeah, what, so what do you want to discuss? So we'll start at the we'll start at the the beginning, which is confusingly called the end. As the beginning is the end. Uh, first off, I'll say I love the music. Fantastic little mm-hmm. rock song. I think the Smashing Pumpkins are probably a little divisive vocally. Yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting when you know it's a Smashing Pumpkins song. I mean, if 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 the song were to start and you didn't know it was Smashing Pumpkins and then he starts singing, you're like, "Whoa, okay, this is Smashing Pumpkins. I'm out." For sure. But and if you're if you're if you're into it, then it's incredible because the chorus itself is one of my favorite that they've ever done. No, like so so when I say Smashing Pumpkins is divisive, I mean for me personally. Like I bought Ava Adore, and you know I I do think they're good, but they're they're all over the shop. But I think this one was actually pretty good um, as far as a Smashing Pumpkins song goes. And and like you, I agree. There are certain moments in the song where it's like that is top notch songwriting. Yeah, and I mean it's I mean in my opinion, their last good song. They had tonight. To, they had tonight, tonight, and then they had nothing for years, and then they had this. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was around the same time as Ava Adore, right? There. You know, I'm not entirely sure. I just know of uh, zero. Anyways, um, and that's <laughs> so I know of like the world is a vampire in 1979, that kind of stuff. Sure, but sure. I know they're. Old, I know they're real older stuff that you know I fell in love with as a kid, and then. I, I don't know which album tonight tonight is on. Is that the one you're talking about? No, I um, I'm not I'm not gonna sing it. But they had like one. Oh come on, <laughs> way way out. There you go. That's a... <laughs> was that sounded like Elmer Fudd, dude? <laughs> was, was that your Billy Corgan impression? I've got really bad allergies today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Billy Corgan off. Yours is much better than mine. Now, you had mentioned another song. This is actually the second song on the album. Look Into My Eyes by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Ah, yes. Rapping and singing. Remind me, was this your Mm -hmm. jam back in the day? I mean... I, at one point, every song on the CD was my jam. <laughs> it was definitely a song I thought I sounded like I could like 
trick people that I knew the words to by just like <laughs> kind of just singing um, phonetically the way that they are, just kind of like throwing like syllables and vowels together that I think sound like they belong. Yes. But um, I mean, just like anybody who does, who like tries to do bone thugs, I, I was doing the same thing, but I was like, maybe people will think that I know what I'm doing and they know that I know this song. And that's basically but, what uh, I was alluding to because I remember you used to be like, <laughs> I mean, I. I definitely don't didn't know the words. I knew like <laughs> maybe the last couple words of every sentence, but I definitely didn't know that song. If I if I misled you uh, twenty years ago, uh, let me take this time now on this podcast to apologize. Well, that means a lot to me, but at the same time, I think that's really all I got to say about this song. I remember really liking it then. I don't think it held up as much today. No, no, I, I would agree with that. It's not their best work. <laughs> Now, speaking of things that don't hold up today as well as they used to, R. Kelly with the song Gotham City. Oh, yeah. See, this was the one I skipped. I couldn't tell you how Gotham City goes. Um, the thing is, like earlier today, um, just to kind of give myself a little refresher, um, I tried going through the album on Spotify. Now, a lot of the songs are like licensed by Warner Brothers, I'm guessing. Um, so you can't listen to a lot of them. They're kind of grayed out, so you, they're not selectable. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it's all the best tracks, uh, <laughs> but also that. But also that one. So. So what I can tell you about this song is that it's um it's a typical R. Kelly song. You know, kind of he's trying to like it's that smooth, sexy talking to a lady type of song. Oh. But there are these ridiculous ham-fisted attempts at jamming the word Gotham City into it or <laughs> is he was trying to make this his um kiss on a kiss on a rose right? a 100% like okay except for except for the big difference being he very clearly did not care and was just trying to get that pain paycheck like it is it's the most ham-fisted thing ever. Like, if you can find it on YouTube or, or whatever, it's worth listening to just to see. Like, it's not a lyric in the song, but you can hear him saying, I want this Batman and Robin money. Hashtag Gotham City. It's it's that bad. Yeah, no, um, it, it, it's trash, and I'm, I'm guessing it was written by the same people that wrote the movie, because it, <laughs> it's... It's definitely. It was definitely. It felt phoned in, and this is before I knew what things being phoned in was. Yeah, like when I was when I was that age, I didn't know what um, a song by committee was, but I definitely, right. I definitely felt it. Yeah, exactly. So you, it, it, if you're going to listen to this soundtrack, you can skip that song. Yeah, skip that one and uh, hot take here. You could probably skip the next one too. House on Fire by Arcana. Yeah, I, that one is available on Spotify. And when I heard it today, I honestly, I was like, I don't remember this one. And I'm guessing when I was a kid, I had very selective, like, oh, I, I definitely want to listen to this one. I don't want to listen to this one kind of thing. Yeah. But like, I'd give a song like literally five seconds. And if I wasn't into it, I would skip it. Well, for me, as someone who didn't go into a lot of trying to read the back of a CD. You know, you just stick it in and play it. I thought this was Jane's Addiction, and I was not having it. <laughs> and I know I know that's probably blasphemous to some people, but uh, 
Man, I, I couldn't do it, man. It was it, it's that same sort of like sing song crying type of thing, but it's like with a funky beat. It's no. Yeah, just not great. Not great. Uh, up next was Revolution by R.E.M. And I listened to it today and I don't remember it at all. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there was like a, a uh, I would say half of this uh, out, uh, soundtrack is ones that I just like literally would go through five seconds and I'd probably sing the, f- the first five seconds along with it and then just skip it. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of had that memorized. I did that a lot. I was a weird kid. <laughs> as long as you got that five seconds and you're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then it's like, oh, I know what this one's about. Now, one that probably a lot of people know, because it was undoubtedly the most successful song on the album, Foolish Games by Jewel. This is, hands down, my favorite Jewel song, and it's because of this soundtrack. And it's it's actually not even the version that she had on her album. It's like really? a slowed down version. Okay, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because if you listen to the one on Spotify, it's actually different. I still have the CD, um, which I should have, now that I think about it, I should have just put that in my car. But um, <laughs> no, it's it's definitely, because I didn't know the, the, the original version existed for the longest time until uh, I put it on my Spotify. And I was like, oh, this is like faster. It's it's very strange, but no, it's it's a fantastic, beautiful song. It's like I know the song by heart. I would definitely make that a karaoke song if I could. That would be a great, great karaoke song for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what's next here? Lazy Eye by the Goo Goo Dolls. Do you know anything about this song? <laughs> I um, uh, Upon hearing it today, I think that today was the first day that I heard it all the way through. I think it used to be one of those ones I would skip. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's pre- it's pretty good. It's it's um, you know, it's no Iris, but it's uh, sure. It's like it's the heavier realm of Goo Goo Dolls, which a lot of people don't know about. It's okay. It's I, I my only note that I made on this song is that I wrote this is the first time I've heard this. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a lot of them for me today. Sure, sure. But um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I don't think I'd put it on my thumbs up or anything. But uh, yeah, not bad. It's middle ground Goo Goo Dolls. Take that for whatever that means to you. Oh man, that is, that is not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> it might be. Okay, I don't normally get. Well, yeah, it might be. Now, I don't normally get grossed out or whatever by a song, but song number huh. eight, "Breed" by Lauren Christie. Now, I I teased this earlier, and I'm going to bring it up now. I think that someone heard this song and said, ah, she said the word seed, and she said the word dirt. We better put that in the in the, in the the thing because Poison Ivy is on this movie. Oh. However. See, my, brain, my brain didn't go there. Well, now, see, my brain didn't go there either because I listened to the song. For some reason, it caught my attention. Not saying it's good, but it caught my attention. And this song is almost definitely about being super fertile. Hmm. <laughs> Best thing about that song is the bassy acoustic guitar mm-hmm. that that's like a very unique sound. It, it's really cool. It has that um, I don't know what the, the the type of drums it is. I want to say it reminds me a lot of like Garbage, the band Garbage. That kind of like electronic, almost drum and bass type of like 
drums to it, like not real drums. Yeah. Um, it's very um, time capsule of that era. But uh, for sure, I, like you said, like you said, song is it's okay. Again, I, that was one of those songs that I, I would hear five seconds of and skip until today. And I heard it once, and I was like, "Oh man, okay, no, this is der- this is a very '90s track." I I would say give it a listen. It's prob- once is probably enough, but you know, give it once. No, I I get yeah yeah I I heard it all today, and I said, "Yep, this is this is a, a decent track." So yeah, if you're if you're gonna check out the soundtrack, definitely. If you want to be reminded of uh, what year was this, 97, uh, then yeah. uh, that's, 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 that's what you're going to want to listen to. Definitely. Now, I'm going to do an impression of this next song, and you can tell me what it oh, is. please. Please do. Had I know which one it is. Had a round bit of bug, and now it ain't a rough one, and it's a bug. Crawling to the hole. Uh. <laughs> that's it. That's Yeah. <laughs> I made it a, this I is made another it a point to... Go ahead. I made it a point as when when I had this album, I made it a point to learn all the lyrics to the very first part. Okay. Um, I have since forgotten it, and it's not <laughs> available on Spotify, so there's no way for me to like refresh my memory. I'd have to like look up the lyrics, but then that's cheating. Sure. Um, it's one of those ones that's not available on Spotify, which is really annoying because it's the only soul coughing song I like. It's called <laughs> the Bug. <laughs> it's also. Um, kind of like the last song, it definitely gives you a feel for the era when it came out. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, if you're if you're not familiar with Soul Coughing, um, I mean, they broke up like not long after this. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like again, a very '90s band. Yes. Can I talk about this next one? Can I talk about this next one? I, you know what? I I kind of want you to now. Are we best friends? Is that what you're We're, telling I, me? T- yep. Okay. My notes. So I went through each song on the album, and I wrote a note for each of the songs. Okay, I think I think we both have notes on this song, so this is great. And so my notes on this song, it it says number ten, and then in 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 a chicken scratch that's like four times as big as any of the other writing, it just says my jam. <laughs> it's so good. I love this song like not and i'm not being silly i'm not saying oh it's you know i like it for the time like it is we we have we have not said the name of the song or the artist but we should say it now this is fun for me by maloko yeah it is um it's a ride man it like the music is incredible um the singing is like very it just reminds me of like eartha kit like old school like I don't even know what you would describe that her style of singing or just like talking is in it, but it's incredible. It's and it's, it's got that old phonograph sound where she's singing. Yes, it's and 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 another thing that's really good about it is if you don't like the music video for it, there are two other music videos for it. No way. Yeah, there are three official music videos for this song. Oh man, yeah. Now I got to check them all out. And. Pick one. You know, at the at the time as a young man, I was drawn to these music videos. Um, but who wasn't? I mean, she was an attractive lady, I thought at the time, and and the singing was incredible, and and their their music. Uh, another thing about this song is their live version is somehow funkier and better oh my god yeah no i can't even imagine see like this is one of those things where like that i've never heard of the band maloko or any of this like i've only heard this one song from them so i never pictured them like playing live you know what i mean i just don't picture it that's right they're 
I, I don't I'm I don't I'm not trying to be mean, but I mean obviously they were somewhat lesser than a one hit wonder. I mean they had this song that's on this album, this soundtrack, and unless someone can point out another one that was like big, I don't think they ever like really, really made it. So to have three music videos is is pretty insane for one song. They must be big. Maybe they're big overseas or something. I think that was the case. And the story that I heard, I think that's the case. And the story that I heard is that uh, a producer or someone or maybe one of the actors on the movie was like, you've got to put this in. It's great. And uh, man, I'm glad they did. I'm really glad they did. Because this, uh, not just just today in a re-listen of the album, but even at the time, like this was the song. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and like, the lyrics are straight up um, bonkers. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to read a couple of them. Sure. Okay, this is on the second um, verse. I dreamt that I was chasing the monster out of me. I caught him in a corner. Ha ha. He he he. I dreamt I'm in a tunnel between here and now. Scooby dooby. Where would you be? Bow wow wow wow. <laughs> I mean, the lyrics are you know fucking peabody award shit it's it's incredible so good so good for instance uh, another favorite of mine was um i dreamt i was fast i was never shutting up i was going in a hurry i was giddy up giddy up i dreamt i'm in the park i'm standing in the nudie i'm getting what i wanted tutti fruity tutti fruity i dreamt that the boogeyman went down on mr spock <laughs> sugar was flowing Sock, sock it to, it to him, him sock. sock. Honestly, this whole episode could be about the song. I freaking love this song. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do a deep dive of this band and this song in particular. I mean, there's not one lyric that's not like, like, what? And <laughs> what the, are you saying? And and the thing is, is like when you really like break them down, it's 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 to well, I mean, it's Batman and Robin, so we can say it's bat shit, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. But it works in the song, like it. It doesn't sound stupid. It you're you're like you you just feeling it, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, this song is so good for the next five songs. I could say there's five more songs. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Because like after that, I would always skip to the last song, which was, in my opinion, a better version of the beginning. Is the end? Is the beginning? Okay, so how many times have like has this ever happened? This is what I was talking about. The perfect book ends. First of all, let's let's just skim through the the rest of the tracks. Poison Ivy, obviously written for the movie. Yes. Uh was was campy, cheesy, and terrible. Another ham fisted thing. Yeah. Uh True to Myself, uh is I don't even know what that is. I don't remember it. I thought it was a joke, um, actually, when I heard it. A Batman Overture, which um you know, it's the Batman theme song. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. And then the uh, aforementioned um, Moner, which is that techno song that is, let me just... 10 minutes and 17 seconds long. 10 minutes of, excuse me, I, I don't think we'll get flagged for this, but... <laughs> it's 10 minutes of that. 10 minutes, That's the, ladies and gentlemen. That's the joke techno that you do when you're just messing around with your friends and you're going, boots and cats and boots and cats and boots, boots and cats. It's boots and cats, yeah. yeah. 100%. And then... <laughs> And then yes, we we book in with not the end is the beginning is the end, but the beginning is the end is the beginning. It is a slowed down version of the first song. And it is cinematic and incredible. It is 
it, it by comparison makes the fast version not good. Yeah, I mean it's at, at, that's why they put it last because it's like ooh this like you hear the first one you're like oh this song's awesome, and then by the time you get to the end of it you're like oh my god it's even better now so it, it's a one two punch for sure. It, it really. And, uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it really feels like they wrote this one first. And kind of went backwards from there and was like, let's speed this up and change things around. And... Right. Because because the faster version was definitely like the hit single. Yes. That was on the radio and the music video was everywhere. But the slowed down version is so good. And uh, one of the best uses outside of the movie was the Watchmen trailer. Oh, that's, if you remember. that's right. I forgot about the, that. They used it in that, and I had forgotten about the song at that point. Yeah. So when they played it, I was like, oh, shit, it's this song. <laughs> and I, I remembered all about it, and then I went back and I re-listened to it again, and that made me appreciate it even more at that point. Yeah, it was, it was so, good. Ladies and gentlemen, do yourselves a favor and check out half of the Batman and Robin motion picture soundtrack. If you're not digging it like a song... In five seconds, just skip it. That's what I did. Yeah, and I mean, you'll find you'll find the good ones. This was one of the uh, eight CDs I owned at the time, and they were all soundtracks. So <laughs> it's the soundtrack review with Ian, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I could do a soundtrack per episode, I think, at this point. But um, I'd, I'd like to do stuff outside of that. But I will be coming back because I have yet to touch the Street Fighter motion picture soundtrack. So we got to go there one of these days. A little sizzle, perhaps, for an upcoming episode. Was was that a sizzle? What do you? I had. I can't. You know what? You can't do. You can't do the Smashing Pumpkins guy. I can't do a sizzle. Listen, we all we all have something that we're good at. Um, and we all have something we absolutely cannot do. So. My promise to all the listeners is that I won't do a Billy Corgan again. And I will never make that sizzle sound (laughs) because I can't. Because you can't. Now, last week I said I was going to do a recurring segment called Listeners Listening To. I played around with calling it You Heard, which I think maybe is from Parks and Recreation. Uh, You Heard with Purd? You Heard? (laughs) That's right, with uh, Purd. I I don't have a You Heard, but... You know, you said that you had done some call-outs for guilty pleasures. You said Footloose was a big one? Footloose was a big one. That's... For a lot of people. I'm going to have to look that up. I don't think I remember any Footloose music. Time of my life, that's that's all the... It's the only song I know from that song. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Dirty Dancing, aren't I? Ooh. I'm thinking of Dirty Dancing. I used to get those movies confused. So Footloose, the only song I know from that is Footloose. What's the movie that has the girl and she's like, Kanawakiki? What is that? That might. I'm. That's probably. I'm sorry. What? That's probably. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out for sure. Or, or no, I'll put it in at the end as a as a special bonus thing. Anyways, <laughs> skipping ahead. So that's it. That is the Batman and Robin soundtrack. You you hear you heard it here, ladies and germs. And like Maloko once said, it was fun for me. Fee fifo fun for me. Well, Ian, it's been a pleasure. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm probably gonna just go listen to Maloko's fun for me. 
All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. That sounds incredible. So if you would like to hit us up, you can check us out at CD's Nuts Pod on all the socials. If you'd like to give us a shout out on email, maybe let us know what you're listening to for future segments. You can also get us at cdsnutspod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And Ian? That's, that's the way that that's, CDs goes. Go listen to them. Or no, wait. No. Okay. Cir- we, we got this. They're circular. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. And CDs that's... around. Go. <laughs> Did you say that again? Did you say CDs you around? I said CDs are round. CDs. Ah, but... oh, okay. That's. But hey, CD around. I'll be CD in you. That's nothing. No. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.